Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Alhamdulillah. Wassalatu wassalamu ala rasulillah wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa mawala wa ba'd. Assalamualaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. All praise and thanks to you solely to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Joyce's peace, blessings and salutations upon our master and exemplar Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Ahlan wa sahlan wa marhaban bikum. I am very honored this evening and we all are. We have a very special guest with me. Live here in studio, subhanAllah uh, None other than Maulana Zakaria Philander Jazakumullah khair for joining us Maulana, assalamu alaikum Wa alaikum salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh I'm very happy to be your first uh, live In studio In, in studio, studio, socially distanced uh, guest Yeah, we must add that because you know Then people are going to say Look, they, they're having a live thing But there's no masks and yeah, so on yeah, yeah. So alhamdulillah, there's enough distance um, But I I appreciate the proximity more than the distance Alhamdulillah um, Tonight we are discussing the story of the Qur'an, more specifically um, the book that Maulana recently authored, the story of the Qur'an recounting the first 13 years of revelation by Maulana Zakaria Philander. And of course, uh, subhanAllah, this is something that I was very excited to see. I'm sure many others out there were as well. I saw when Maulana posted the, the, the pic of you with the book on Facebook, it just, it was, it was spreading like wildfire, subhanAllah. And I think the community is really excited about this. And I, you know, particularly I was, I was excited because, I mean, we've, I, I have a long, uh, quite a long history with Maulana and I was very proud, you know, mashallah, one of my teachers authored this book and I know it's about something that you're really passionate about. So before we get into the book itself, I'm more interested, and I think our viewers are as well, in the author of the book. So, uh, you know, that very tough questions, Maulana. Tell us, who is Maulana Zakaria Philander? In fact, I should say this, but it sounds a bit disrespectful. I should say, who is Zakaria Philander before yes. he's Maulana? Bismillah. Uh, you, you want to give me a, a starting point? <laughs> where, where do I start? Uh, subhanAllah, that, that's like cheating. I remember when, when I was asked this question, um, in, in one podcast and then I was eat for the six. I was like, huh? how do you, how do you even answer that question? Yes. You know, if, if, if you were to define yourself, um, if you were to define yourself to people, um, who, who don't know you from a bath soap, they've never heard of you before, but they're really interested in getting to know you because they want to read your book. Yes. How would, how would you say, you know, this is who I am. Bismillah. Okay. Uh, well, Rashad, tough question. Um, I think I'll start with my desire to wanting uh, to study the deen. I've, I've always uh, wanted to know more about Islam and the thinking behind Islam. I never wanted to become an imam because when I was young, I didn't want to grow a beard. <laughs> so, so for the... <laughs> But fortunately, that wasn't uh, enough of a reason to keep me from studying. And um, I, I, I got to, uh, in the, at a very young age, I, I, I studied to become a hafil. Mashallah. In my teenage years, in fact. And I completed while still a teenager. And um, at a time when, when it wasn't uh, as uh, popular to be studying Hifz. No, no. Yeah. And to be taken out of school for that reason as well. Yes, at a time actually where I, as a youngster, feel that I was uh, I was unfairly, I had to, I to field questions by mm. adults mm. who were asking me, so what are you going to do in future? Mm, mm, mm. You know, you, you, you're asking a 15, 16 year old kid um, who decided that he wants to become a Hafiz and his parents are backing him up and they are supporting him. Mm. 
and then you are cornering him, asking him what you're going to do with your future. How are you going to live? What are you yeah, going to yeah. eat? Are you going to put food on the table? Yeah, so th- those were those were some of the challenges. But but luckily the uh, the support outweighs the the naysayers, mm. the support that our community has for the Quran. So that was a, an amazing journey, mm. difficult but amazing. And um, so whose decision was that? Was that like, okay, I want to do this, or was it like a suggestion from our parents? No, it was something that I wanted to do. Okay. Luckily, my father was on board, involved with the masjid, wanting mm. growth in the masjid as well. So so my dreams aligned with what he was busy with as well. Mm. And then as, uh, you know, Qaddar Allah, Allah decreed, and, and I was very happy to go into firstly a part-time program, mm. and then a full-time program. I couldn't recite, by the way, for anyone else who wants, who wants to know. Mm. I was mm. very bad at recitation. Right. I was very bad at memorization. And I actually wanted to give up, and I gave up, and mm. uh, and I told my father, "This is for other people." Subhanallah. There, there are people who are able to do this. Right, right. I've seen them and I've heard them recite. Right, right. And they are the people of the Quran. Mm, mm, mm. This is not for me. I I think I have to go study and yes, do right. something that like normal people do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my father didn't accept anything. Mm. He just told me go back to school tomorrow. <laughs> yes, sir. So Alhamdulillah, that's where it started. Yeah, yeah, Maulana. And um, I ended up, I'm skipping a few years. Mm. I ended up uh, going to Darul Ulum mm. in Newcastle. I was a married man by that time. I had work experience. But I was still drawn to wanting to study the deen. Mm. And I had to make the difficult decision of uh, living a life of a student with a family and trying to support them mm. at the same mm. time. But I made the decision. I ended up in Darul Ulum in Newcastle. It was uh, probably the best six years of of, of my life. Subhanallah. Uh, to be a student of Deen, and um, th- that is that is uh, played a major role in my growth, because they they over a three year period uh, the tarjuma or the translation of the Quran that happened there, I was just in love with it. Mm. I would spend every free moment with the translation of the Quran and with the English tafsir of the Quran to 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 bolster the Arabic understanding. Right. And uh, I I think that the rest is history. I came back and mm. we we wanted to teach what we what we knew. We wanted to get involved in the community. Um, Darul Naim presented the opportunity for me to 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 continue my passion. Um, yeah, we we spent uh, how long with myself and Mona Ali there. And and I think that is where where I be, began to understand that this love that I was having that I or this love affair with the Quran of mine wasn't unique. Right. Um, uh, there I began to understand, but this is everyone's infatuation, mm. and and uh, and and everyone is actually seeking this relationship. Right. Right. And and now I've been put actually in, as a teacher. And and our school was actually focusing around Quran. As a teacher, I was, I was put into this. I, I don't know why I'm going this way of of using this uh, metaphor of love right. and things, but right. I think it's a good one. And um, and I was actually doing the introduction. Mm. You know, we, you had the infatuated student, you had the sublime word of Allah Subhanahu wa Taala, and here me, the, the humble teacher, doing the introduction. Mm. And what I saw happening there, in the you know, when I looked at the students, what I saw happening, mm. it it continued to amaze me. Mm. It continued to amaze me, and 
and it propelled me to 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 want to continue this. So so, I think I was I was at that time very passionate about what I was doing. Um, I think the students were extremely passionate to the extent that in our first year, not having planned to translate the entire Quran, mm, mm. we translated the entire Quran. Right. It was it was it was phenomenal. Mm. You know, it was phenomenal. And so yeah, yeah, I can I can go on uh, on but mm. no, you know, I actually I'm not going to let my list skip through those years just like that. There's some <laughs> interesting bits there that we really want to know about. So, look, the the decision, it's kind of a common thing nowadays. I shouldn't say common, but it's it's more prevalent nowadays for youngsters to be taken out of school and then they go and study hiv. But now, um, after that, Malina is now a married man. And then Malina went off to study in Newcastle. That must have been some level of sacrifice because uh, the life of a student isn't the easiest and then to have a family on top of it. Tell us a bit about that decision and where did that come about? You need a support structure. Mm. And my wife was obviously um, the backbone. Mm. You know, if you have a spouse that's willing to to, to walk uh, the mile with you, mm. and then half of the battle is already won. Right. Yeah. The other half was seeing how we're going to put food on the table <laughs> at the same time. <laughs> Sorry, um, I, I recall Malna telling us a story yes. about how Mari biscuits used to be like a luxury in those days. Yes, it was amazing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if I could afford two, uh, two, two uh, of, the, of those packs <laughs> for the weekend, uh, magic. Yeah, Rob. Yeah, Rob. Yeah, so, so I, I, had, I had amazing support from, from, from my wife. and But I think actually... I'm glad that I went to study mm. as a young married man because my focus from day one, I was extremely focused. I knew what I gave up to mm. be there. I knew what I wanted to achieve. I couldn't waste time. Mm. When I was in class, I needed to I, I needed to apply myself. When I was out of school, I needed to to build on what I've learned in the class. So I, you know, it it was time. It was valuable time. Being a person that. Uh, you, you know, you have a family. You know what you're giving up, so you right. make the most of it. Right. No, Subhanallah. I can I can relate that. So I mean, then Molina decided to study, and the highlight of Molina's uh, six years there, I suppose, you know, this. Uh, from what I gather, many who go on to study the Quran, it's like a revelation and a half when they come to find out the meanings of that, which they actually memorized. Take us through that experience. Like, what was what was that actually like? Yes. Yeah, so. Um, so Darul Loom's uh, program um, of translation, I think, happened over a period of many moons ago, but it happened over a period of two or three years. Now, where you start with the translation, you do about seven ajazah, and then again, and then, and then you finish the entire Quran. So initially, it's obviously you, you you're coming to terms with with Arabic. Mm. You're coming to terms with the Arabic language, and and you're translating, and uh, and you, you you're just trying to understand the book of Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala. Right, right. And then slowly you start becoming comfortable and then some of those obstacles, uh, they, they just disappear because you, you're at it all the time. Mm. So some of those difficult things that you were having with regard to your nahu and your sarf and how do I translate that and how do I translate this when it's majwool or whatever the case may be, it just becomes second nature. Right. And this is when you start actually, you're starting to enjoy it. So being a hafid, you don't have the the, the, the stumbling block of of, of the recitation because it's it's here mm, mm. so 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 you're flowing so what I would do is I, I I would recite slowly because I I once I once I felt that I mastered a particular piece mm. in terms of translation uh, 
then I would recite slowly and not translate. And then I would allow myself to process right, the, the right. translation. In, in Arabic. In Arabic. Right. So I would I, I would do that and, and and that was for me the highlight. The, the, that is that is when I understood that I absolutely was where I needed to be at that point in my life. Um, nothing was too big a sacrifice to have reached that point. Yes, I know. Yeah, and um, it was more than, uh, I never had desires of becoming a teacher, mm, mm. becoming a writer right. of, of the Quran. The, 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 that wasn't, I didn't have ambitions to that regard. At that time, it was me wanting to know firsthand, right. not via someone, mm, mm. What Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is saying. I wanted to process it. It's like an amazing feeling. I, I recall being in, in the same kind of process, the journey. Yes. All the hard work and the, the hours that you put in. And, and it is difficult. So students out there listening, you know, if you're listening to this right now and you're studying Arabic, go through that difficulty. Because yes. eventually, I know like many students who worked really hard that, that, uh, that I came across. Then at the end of the first year, this is a Daruna in program. When it comes to Ramadan, you know, Ramadan is a bit later on in the year, a few years ago. And then it's like everything just pays off when, you mm. be, when you're able to stand in Taraweeh yes. and, and, and listen to what is recited and actually know what's going on, like without having to stand with the translation or something like that. I don't think anything in the world can compare to that. Yes. And that's the journey. Mm. That's, the, that's the journey, Maulana. And, um, and you, you, you don't feel satiated yet mm. i wasn't satiated that wasn't enough no yeah no. it was it wasn't enough um it was a, an amazing milestone right so i had this english tafsir i think it's called tafsir uthmani okay it was three volumes right and what i would do i would go through this english tafsir and 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 it was a, it was a very good tafsir i don't i don't know if it's available yet but if students are are busy with the translation of the quran and they want a reliable uh, tafsir they can use this one and 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 I, I would and this was uh, in addition to what we were doing in class. Okay. And then I felt okay. I felt a bit more confident that at least my understanding is 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 backed up by 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 scholarly works. Right, right. I was unable at that stage to read all the tafasir. Mm. And 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 like I say, that that's part of the journey. Um, and then you, what I need to add here, in hindsight, it was. An amazing milestone to reach, but it was by no means the end of the journey. Of course. Yeah. It was really just, oh, I have reached a, a, a particular, uh, a, a very important juncture on this journey. Right. But now, uh, so many other things opened up that I that I realized th- th- that was a shortcoming that was preventing me from having the full experience. Now. Yeah, with the Quran. I think that's such a pertinent point that Malna highlighted there because, you know, while there's this growth in Quran education in Cape Town and in South Africa, maybe even in the world, um, it does come with a bit of a problem in that many people are unfortunately left with the impression that after I've done my understanding of Quran in the basic level, that I now know Quran. Yes. And they actually don't realize how much there's still left to know after that, yes. which is a bit dangerous because, you know, there's no, there's no end to the sea of, of knowledge that is the Qur'an. Yes. And the more you learn, then you only realize how little you know. Like, I'll never forget that feeling, like going through first year and then you reach second, you're like, oh, 
actually don't know anything. Mm. And then you go to the next year and the next year and the higher up you go, so to speak, um, the more this realization sets in. And that's such an important uh, element to, 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 to give the student humility that makes, and I remember Manan actually saying this quite a bit, a little bit of knowledge is dangerous. Yes, definitely. You know, um, uh, we shouldn't forget that people who study the Dean full-time, mm. they don't study subjects in isolation of, of, of the other scientists. Right. So, so while, you, while you are studying a particular subject, mm. you are studying several other subjects related to the Dean of Islam at the same time. Yes. So, so uh, your knowledge of the subject matter is multidimensional if you choose it to be so. Mm. If you choose to look at the subject in silos mm. as, as individual yes, components, yes. That, that's up to you. Yeah. But, but, if, but if you, uh, the, st- the senior student that, that, that wants to understand how this knowledge is integrated, then you, then you are going to be learning much more from every individual subject, subject because of what you are doing in the other subjects. No. So, so it doesn't matter what you're doing, whether, you, whether it's nahu or sarf, whether it's fiqh or sul al-fiqh, whether it's mustalah, whether it's ulum al-Quran, whether it's balagha, mm. whether it's hadith, and, and, and uh, we know that darul ulums are hadith-centric. Mm. So we, we, do, we do hadith like, you know, you, you wake up with hadith and you eat hadith yeah, and you sleep yeah, hadith. Yeah. So, so but, but all of that, all of that actually builds you. So by the time you reach the text again, mm. So you start with a text and you go there and then you come back to the text of Allah because the text of Allah gave birth to all of that. Now. And then you come back here and then when you're back here then, and then you're reading it with this appreciation of, 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 this, of this vast ocean of knowledge that the Quran gave birth to. And then you realize, oh, my opinion and my understanding is I, I, I am but a drop in the, mm. in the ocean when it comes to, when it comes to, to this Quran. SubhanAllah, I must say, every time Maulana says, uh, addresses me and says, Maulana, it's weird. I must just say, <laughs> that. I must put that out there. And, okay. and, and, and the reason I must put this out there is because, you know, like I, I'm in my 30s now and Maulana was my age when I first met Maulana as a afternoon madrasa teacher. <laughs> and that, uh, that is, that's actually very important because technically Maulana was the first Maulana that I ever came across in my existence. Okay. You know, before that, it was like imams and sheikhs and so forth. And the term, I was saying the other night in, in another episode of the podcast that the term itself was like difficult to deal with because it's three syllables. It's like maulana, <laughs> as opposed to like imam or sheikh. It's just yes. like one or two. So uh, the reason I'm mentioning this is because when maulana came back, um, maulana did not enter into like your darul ulum and your... Uh, opening up your own madrasa and so on. Mohanna got right down to the grassroots and taught kids in afternoon madrasa. Yes. Uh, the likes of me, you know. Yes. And 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 that is, I mean, that gave me access to a real scholar of Islam, as opposed to just like you know, uh, not to belittle anyone out there, but we often find people who do part-time Islamic studies, or they did a year, or they did a year somewhere and they did another year somewhere they went to night classes somewhere they end up being the afternoon madrasa teachers and those who are really qualified they pursue the more sought after positions with higher paying salaries and the like what made Molina get down to the grassroots at that level in your own community retreat you know we, we, we all grew up and so on what what pursued you know what made you pursue that uh, you know endeavor as opposed to something much 
Yes. Data, so to speak. It, wa- it wasn't the money, right? Uh, because <laughs> <laughs> that is a joke, yeah. <laughs> what happened? Uh, I think what had an impact on me was I was sitting in class, Manana Qasim Sima, Rahimallah. Rahimallah. The founder of Darul Ulum, the first Darul Ulum in South Africa. Yeah. I had the good fortune of him being my uh, teacher of Bukhari. Mm. And one of the th- advices he gave us in our last year, he said, you you students now are going to be addressed as ulama. Right. And you all probably have aspirations of going out there and teaching people all these subjects that you've learned, right, all these right, fancy right. subjects that you've learned, mm. all these sciences. Mm. And he said, but I'm telling you, there is absolutely nothing wrong. Mm. With you going, and he called it a maktab, going to, we call it a madras, going to a madrasa, sitting with kids and imparting your knowledge there. Subhanallah. He said, it's no shame. Mm. That stuck, that stuck with me. Mm. That stuck with me. And, um, and, I, and, I, and, I, and I took the advice. He said, if there's an opportunity to teach kids, then teach them. Mm. Uh, obviously, I didn't appreciate the, his, the wisdom that he had. Right. At that time, I didn't understand it, but but I followed it nonetheless. I came back and there was an opportunity in the community, my community. And um, that was, uh, at that time, the only way that the, the community saw I could serve them. Mm. And I and I, I obliged. Right. And w- what a wonderful time I had. Subhanallah. What a wonderful time. I was I was there, there was about 200 kids. I, 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 could, I could engage them with tahfidh. Yeah, yeah, things that I thought needed to be happening in a madrasa. It's a revelation. I could j- jack up the teachers and get everyone and put the, put a program in place, create milestones for the kids mm. to reach and 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 you know I, I look back Malina at those years and I enjoy it. Mulana Aris memorizing hadith. I remember the first couple of hadith that I ever memorized was was there. Yes, like Inna Mal Amalu Bin Niyat, Al Tahur Shatrul Iman. I remember those hadith from those days and to. You know, I don't know how it is right now, but at that time, it was a new bid'ah. Yeah. <laughs> what is Mawlana teaching the, the people? Um, so that was, subhanAllah, Allah reward Mawlana for that. Amen, amen. And I know that it was then, uh, shortly after that, Mawlana decided with the late Mawlana Sharif Stofels, rahimahullah, to have uh, an Arabic program at night, uh, which I then joined as well. And yeah. then that was my doorway into uh, you know, studying Arabic at, at the level So You know Subhanallah How many others Were also affected In this way um, This is a, a Bit of a more Political question But What was it like Being a Molina In the days Where there were Hardly Molinas And it was Kind of Not not a very Popular thing To be a Molina What was that like Look um, If you had Aspirations Of Of uh Perhaps of of leadership or leading a community, uh, the odds weren't necessarily stacked in your favor. Mm. I think there were, there were certain perceptions about uh, the school of thought that we that we come from. Mm. Um, sometimes misinformed perceptions, mm. and and I think the, that created a climate of of confusion. People weren't necessarily sure. Uh, where to locate us It was often Okay so uh, I know that's an imam I know that's a sheikh So what is a maulana right, uh, right. Like a type of a con- why, why do they all have beards Yeah like a type of A <laughs> condescending thing Like like explain yourself Like like why You know Right And um, th- th- Those are some of the things And And, and 
yeah, I, I wouldn't want to get stuck into it. Besides saying that that at times communities gave gave uh, give the the especially the ulama they give them in general they give them a tough time, mm. and um, I saw that side of our community. <laughs> I was I, I was given my fair share of of, of tough times, and uh, but we made it through it. Mm. It made a, it it made us stronger. Mm. Uh, it, it it made us recognize what we need to do as a community to grow, mm. and uh, eventually, when when people do start listening, uh, it put us in a position to be able to then to 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 then say the the, the right type of things mm. to make it better then for 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 the next generation, inshallah. No, I mean, I mean, there's some nice comments coming through, Monica. Maybe have a look at this. We have some people sending hearts. The ladies love sending hearts, and then sometimes the men also send hearts. Um, we have Manad Razak Uthman saying. May Allah increase you in beneficial knowledge and all our teachers. Hafizakumullah. You touched our lives, Malana. And uh, he also says he remembers one day when Malana cried almost the entire period. Um, he's saying, Malana, I, I am indebted to Malana Zakaria just like all of us. Uh, I, I agree 100%. Uh, subhanallah. Um, Malana's time at, at Darunaim, it was, it was, for me, that was also like another journey. I wanted to leave school. Man, I still came to speak to my father yes. about, yes. you know, what are we going to do about this youngster who wants <laughs> to leave school? Yes, I am. Um, that's just bringing back so much memories, rahimahullah. And then when I got to Daru Naim, um, it was initially very difficult to relate to someone like Malana Ali Goda. For me, I was scared of Malana Ali Goda. It was like the Sahabi walking there, <laughs> you know. But what Malana did uh, more, I think... I don't know, I don't even know how to, how to express it or what to call it, but Malana had a way of linking, you know, the haves and the have-nots, if I can put it in that way. And I'm not talking about Mania. Mm. Um, because on the one hand, yes, Malana is an alim, a Maulana, etc., teaching the Quran. But on the other hand, yeah, we, we can talk to this guy, you know, we, we can talk to him. He can see us and we can see him and we can relate. And then Malana transitioned us in you know, via the Qur'an. Yes. And that was, that was profound because it allowed the Qur'an to speak to us, you know, on, on, on our level. I think, if anything, you know, uh, it, was, it was the moments in which it felt like this Qur'an is alive and speaking to me, that, that's really the transformation uh, catalyst that it was for me mm. and I'm sure it was for others as well. Where did Mullah get this from? You know, is this something that you got from a particular teacher or is this just a style that you developed of your own? I think I think I saw my my purpose as facilitating other people's journey as well. Mm. I I saw that as my purpose. Did I? So I, I didn't only see myself as a as a as a teacher that's transferring knowledge. And uh, the student as a vessel that needs to absorb that knowledge. I I, I saw myself as a, 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 as a conduit. I was on a journey. This thing did something for me, and I was still on the journey. Mm. Being given the privilege to teach these students, who who had decided that they also want to embark on on the journey, it was a privilege for me. Mm. And 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 I and I think I, I think. That played a huge part in how I approached the students because it meant that I needed to approach them uh, with a certain humility. Subhanallah. Because they had made the decision that they want a relationship, uh, a closer relationship and a link with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. 
and they were willing to sacrifice their time. Some people left their work. Some people gave up uh, other studies and so on and so forth. And 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 they gave their time to come sit there in the masjid with me. Yes, I know. So 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 I, I had this huge sense of amana, mm. and um, I, I felt I couldn't waste their time, but it was also a journey, and I wanted them to experience because, you know, our beloved Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam. The Quran was a, was was alive in Mecca. Mm. The Quran wa, wa, was a text that spoke to the community. Right. It, it, when, when the Prophet alayhi, when the when the verses were revealed, and and the, the Prophet re, uh, rehearsed and recited those verses, it was the Quran they were listening to. It mm. was Allah's kalam. It was kalamullah. It was no longer the Prophet speaking. It was he was no longer speaking. Mm. The moment he started to recite, the moment he said, Allah revealed. Ya ayyuhal muddathir qum fa'anzir wa rabbaka fakabbir You see subhanallah Yes I Yeah so so when he does that what happens What happens He is then responsible for the kalam of Allah and the people don't hear him anymore mm. He disappears Subhanallah He disappears into the background and the Lord is speaking with him and the prophet and, and 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 this living this living kalam this living document mm. and affecting the lives of the people and impartial mm. the quran spoke to everyone mm. the quran spoke to abu jahl abu jahl wasn't bad so bad that the quran chose no no, no. this quran is a pious document it only speaks to pious people or it only speaks to people whose hearts are open no mm. no the quran is impartial la yanzuru ila suwarikum wa la ajsadikum ولكن ينظر إلى قلوبكم إلى إلى صوركم ولا إلى أموالكم none of these artificial determinants of of what uh, success is and or, or, or what failure is Allah doesn't look at that hmm. Allah presents the message hmm. and Allah and and if you deny the message doesn't stop the message continues hmm. and it it challenges your denial but in a way that is compassionate Right. It challenges your denial without hitting you with a stick. Mm. It challenges your denial, telling you there are consequences, but also reaching out to you and telling you, and this is another opportunity only for you to come back. Mm. So if this was what I understood the Quran to be, my, my seminal understandings of what the Quran was mm. in, 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 in Mecca, this is what I then wanted to recreate in class for my for my students. Right. Or some... Uh, you know, I know it's a, it's a it was a big. How <laughs> 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 you can't really recreate Makkah, right. but but at, you know, aim for the aim for the for, for, the, for, for the stars, and no. maybe you'll just reach the moon or something. You know, Subhanallah. So. No, Ajib, that was uh, it was quite an experience, and one that did it in in a in a very unique way with everything. I mean, I remember Surah Ali Imran was was the one we had obviously the most deep interaction with because it was the first one that we did with one another. And uh, it was it was profound. Like I remember those lessons as clear as day. You know, yes, it's like it happened yesterday. Um, uh, and it, it really instilled a sense of love for the Quran. You know, when you when you, when Mullah spoke about Sayyida Maryam والسلام, and her experiences and so on. I, I don't know. It's, it's just something that you can't relate without. It's like when you go on Hajj, you can't tell someone what it yes. was like to be on Hajj until they go on Hajj and then you can be like, yeah, you, yeah. you know, and you can just automatically relate. And, and this is the beauty of the Quran. The Quran is not one-dimensional when it speaks to man. Mm. The Quran speaks to man at at so many levels mm. that 
you know, you it is going to it is going to impact on you one way or the other. The Quran is going to impact on you. Right. You're mentioning the story of Maryam, so so definitely the qasas of of the Quran mm. uh, is playing a role. The narrative, the mm. story part, how Allah Subhanahu wa Taala draws the reader in. Mm. But there are other things. There's, there's the logical aspects of the Quran. There's the mutashabihat of the Quran that draws other people in, mm. the ahlul tasawwuf and so on and so forth. There's the fiqh of the Quran, which 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 the which the, the fuqaha they are in armed with with with, with these ayats of fiqh, for mm. example. There's the there's the, uh, the the ayat that speaks of the eschatology of the of the the last day of of qiyamah of jannah of jahannam. These things that that are unseen, and and these people that that. That when they read this type of thing, this is what they want. Mm. They want to know what is out there mm. besides this dunya. So they, there is enough for them. There's people who are just so fascinated to be living on this planet. Mm. And the Quran is there for them. It tells them how, how, how the winds bring rain, how okay. the raindrop uh, breaks through dead earth, mm. how a seed sprouts forth, subhanAllah, mm. all with the permission of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It speaks about that biology. It speaks about it speaks about man and man's own conception. So, for the one who is interested in science, who is interested in scientific inquiry, he's going to find a, he's going to find his passion in the Quran. For the one who is interested in qasas, in stories, in history, he's going to find his passion in the Quran. Mm. For the one who is interested in the unseen, he wants to know more. He's going to find his passion in the Quran. Subhanallah, it it uh, you know I can go on forever. Mm, Subhanallah, yeah. Manana, one of the one of the quotes that I read uh, was about your late father, Rahimahullah Taala, and he made a comment. I don't know if he knew what he was talking about at the time, but he spoke about how every verse, uh, you know, was revealed for a reason and so on. Uh, tell us a bit about that incident and and your father's influence in your journey. So before the masjid was built in the retreat, hmm. the square uh, community or the retreat community. They owned a building in Third Avenue in retreat, right? And uh, at that time, it was referred. They, they they called themselves the Square Hill Islamic Educational Society. No. So there was a madrasa there in Third Avenue in retreat. That time, the masjid didn't exist. Hmm. And um, I attended that madrasa as a youngster. My father was actually a teacher there at that madrasa at night. Okay. Himself and Jisam uh, Sudin that lived in Petal Street. Right. He was studying Islam that time through UNISA. And um, my father had a love for reading, a love for books, a love for deen. And had a knack to tell stories. Okay. Yeah. MashaAllah. And, um, and I would go with him at night. Very small. Mm. And I would sit on the table and I would be very chuffed because my father is the one giving yeah, the yeah. lecture. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm looking at all these students. Right. So it is, uh, I, used, I used to enjoy that. But also... I listen to some of the things that they're saying. And if and when him and his colleague, when they spoke, I, I was listening to some of the things they were saying. Mm. And when I started to learn the Quran, he relayed some of, of their conversations. He started to relate to me. Mm. And this is when the con- the topic came, came up about tafsir. Because what is tafsir? Every time I hear this term, tafsir, tafsir, tafsir. You don't know the Quran until you know tafsir, tafsir. What is tafsir? There was no Google that time. No. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so so you, you couldn't just Google Tafsir and Wikipedia gives you an answer. So Subhana Ajeeb. Yeah, yeah. So so you just you just have to remain confused mm. until until the light is shed on this. And um and Sababun Nuzul. Mm. And he introduced me to, to, to the idea that there's tafsir, that there are people who actually endeavor to explain the Quran so that we can have a proper understanding. And uh 
He introduced me to this one concept within Ulumul Quran known as Asbabun Nuzul. Right. That no, every single verse in the Quran, we, we know perhaps not every single verse, but in their imagination yes, at that yes. time, it was every single verse in the Quran has a reason for revelation. And until you understand the reason for the revelation, you haven't understood the Quran properly. Yes, That's what he told me. I thought, oh my God, I got my work cut out for me. Right, right. If ever I want to understand this Quran, then I'm going to have to understand tafsir. No. And then I went, I went to go try to find lessons. Uh, who's teaching tafsir? And I came across a few scholars and I, and I sat in their tafsir class. But it didn't do it for me. Mm. Because because they were explaining the Quran from their point of view, from from their contextual understanding of the Quran, not necessarily from a from a text, mm. a, a, a tafsir text, so that so that I could understand what what it was actually what it meant. And this also played a huge role in me finally deciding, no, no, I have to go find out myself what the mm. subject is. Yeah. Yes, and um, you know that that was uh, you know something that that I also found uh, very motivating. It's like. There were so many people saying so many different things. If that if that sort of lights a fire in you of curiosity and and it makes you confused, maybe that maybe that's a sign that Allah is telling you you need to go learn more. Yes, you know, because other people who are not finding that same confusion, uh, they're not going to be bothered by it, so they're not going to pursue anything further. Yes, uh, you know, as opposed to the other the other the other side of the spectrum where somebody becomes confused and they just run away. You know, that's obviously the other outcome. Uh, so Manana, now you you've you've done you've taken us through your 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 Darunaim days and you now uh, move on to discover Islam and a few other uh, um, stops in the road, so to speak. Tell us how those ventures, your recent few years, how those played a role in um, the resultant work that we see before us this evening. So when you were involved in education. So I, I think it was that, my involvement in education. Mm. I taught madrasa and um, I wasn't happy with the model that I, that I found and, uh, and, and it st- started to get me thinking around educational matters. Mm. And th- that's where my passion for education started. Um, and then at Darul Naim, I was further challenged with having to t- teach course material that had to be taught that I thought I needed to adopt new skills. Mm. Um, so th- it came to it came to a point where where I felt Alhamdulillah I felt sustained. I felt okay. I've got a good grip of the of the of the material. I've got a good understanding of how to impart the material. Yeah. But uh, lots uh, the things that I'm talking about here, it seems very practical. Some of it uh, you can do. You you know your 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 pillars. You can you can perform your salah, give you zakah, fast in the month of Ramadan, so on, endeavor to go Hajj. Mm. But there's certain other things the Quran speaks about a striving, you know, and and um, and and I felt, am I am I, is this enough? Is sitting mm. in the classroom is it enough? Obviously, no. then I, I decided to join Discover Islam, and um, I became, for lack of a better word, Doctor Quick Abdul Abdullah Hakim's Quick Understudy. Mm. Mm. Now the first day on the job, uh, I came there and he said, right, we're going to Old Mutual, or Metropolitan, or one of these financial houses. I said, mm. what are we going to do there? He said, we're going to present Islam to them. Yes, sir. I said, oh my word. I was only ever speaking to Muslims. Right. To lovers mm. of Allah's deen and Allah's book. And now I was going to go to a financial institution, mm. a corporate culture, where people are walking with their power suits and whatnot. 
and I was going to enter that environment as a scholar. Mm. It's it's totally out of character. You you, you, right. you don't do things like that. Yes. You you stay in your domain. You, you mm. know what I'm saying? Mm. And because if you're out of your domain, you're going to get eaten by the lions. Right. That was my perception. Mm. Little did I know, Doctor Quick was was very well acquainted with how to deal with the lions. Right. 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 And um, seeing how he was handling, uh, uh, how he was presenting Islam, and an- another world opened up for me. Mm. I realized, but Islam is not. Uh, our our intellectual property. Mm. We love Islam. No. Yes, but that doesn't mean we we we, we are, are allowed not to share Islam. Mm. And and okay, f- that was the catalyst for the world of da'wah. The world of da'wah opened up for me. From there, um, I started to address uh, uh, non-Muslim audiences on uh, mass. Um, over the years that I spent there, we developed uh, various presentations and various ways of engaging people. Alhamdulillah. It was an amazing journey. Mm. It was an amazing journey. With with, with Allah's permission, uh, I've got to. I, I, I was given the opportunity to see things, to see how people embrace Islam from all quarters. You know, from from top executives uh, from Europe flying down from Joburg to Cape Town just to meet me at Discover Islam to embrace Islam. Subhanallah. To a, a homeless man in uh, an outlying area in Strand who just happened to come to the masjid when there was a presentation. Mm. And we went, when we wanted to offer him food, he said he's not here for the food. Sure. He came for the message and he embraced Islam. Ajib. Uh So, so uh, subhanAllah, and, and, and everything in between. Mm. So, so th- that, that played a, a huge part um, in, in, uh, in me getting to understand, I think, our community. Mm. But outside of our, of our Cape uh, Muslim community, it, I think it gave me an understanding of the broader community and how, right. to, and how to engage them. Yeah, that time also I decided to, to embark on studies. Mm. I decided I needed to, to, to maybe uh, do a degree. Mm. I embarked on the degree. Uh, I believe you're studying as well. Keep, keep, keep at it, inshallah. I mean. Keep at it, inshallah. And, um, no comment. Yes. And um, look, it was it was a secular degree, but it was the study of Islam. Mm. And the person that I was, I don't even know if I want to get stuck into this topic. Mm, mm. But the person that I was is that I was I was I wanted to know more. I was curious, and there was something on offer. Mm. I embarked on that, and and and, uh, and one of the modules was obviously around Hadith. There was one around the Quran, and there was others as well. The one around the Quran particularly uh, drew me in, mm. and it was. Uh, um, it just opened up another another aspect, another another world. I would say that there are actually people out there who view the Quran in a very different light. Right. Sometimes they are Muslim. Sometimes they are not Muslim. You know, um, but but they exist mm. and they are there. Mm. And no matter how much I wish for them to be there or not to be there, uh, they they are. Yeah. So you still you still need to deal with them. So we need to deal with them. Mm. And and uh, and wh- why do these people view the Quran in a particular way? Mm. Um, is there substance to 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 some of what that which they are saying? So this is either going to upset you, or it's going to make you grow as a, as a scholar. Um, it didn't upset me. I I, I think uh, I would like to believe I grew I grew as a scholar. Alhamdulillah. And um, and this only you know gave me. Uh, I think I think by that time already the idea of starting to want to write a book mm. uh, started to come to my mind. Right. Yes. 
No, subhanAllah, I, I can I can really appreciate the the journey that Malina is speaking about because uh, every every stop that one makes on this road it adds to who you are as an individual and uh, it adds to your journey of, of ilm and the acquisition of ilm as well. I'm particularly now interested coming to the book. Um, yeah, I the think first thing that caught my eye. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the first thing that caught my eye was the the subject matter. Not the not the main heading, but the subheading, recounting the first thirteen years of revelation. Now it's very difficult to, you know, when, when one speaks about the Quran to kind of speak about my favorite surah and my favorite ayah and I really like this. Because it's not that you don't like the others, it's just that something particularly stands out for you. And when I teach the Makki Suwar in particular, I get a bit more excited um, for a number of, a plethora of reasons. So my question is, what made Mona decide on recounting the first 13 years of Revelation? Like what was the... Yeah, I'll tell you how I got there. Mm. I wanted to tell the story of the Quran from the beginning. Did I? What I thought the beginning was. And... Uh, Right into the era of the of the great Mufassirin. Right. <laughs> which that's that's we, an encyclopedia. Which is basically an encyclopedia. Okay. Then, then I thought, oh, the, the, this is way too much. This is way too much. I'll never, when will I finish this? Right. Then I decided, okay, maybe I need to do uh, the, the Quran from from the beginning or what I deem the beginning until the, the demise of the Prophet I thought that, that is a good thing. And then I started... Um, trying to formulate my ideas and start to think how I would approach the, the subject matter, what my angle is, because I had a, I had a very uh, definitive idea of, 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 of what I wanted to do. No. Then I realized, no, no. Even that is too much. <laughs> Even that is too much. I, I think I have, to, I have to confine myself to, 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 uh, to a shorter period. Right. Yeah, so I went first initially wanting to span quite a number of years right. to, 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 to deciding that no let me tackle the first 13 years of revelation mm. I, I, I think there's there's an uh, there's an important story there mm. and I need to do justice to this or, or or at least to the best of my ability to, to do justice to this right. and, and 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 that is where it started yeah the challenge was how was I going to unpack the story and and those were uh, we might talk about that. But that's how I came to this uh, idea of the first 13 years only. Right, okay. Yeah. Now, mashallah, I was, like I said, I was, I was very excited. Uh, I think, especially for our community, like if we were to compare ourselves to a time period in the life of the Prophet I don't think it would be the Medina phase. Like for us as a Muslim minority in Cape Town, even though we've been here for so many years, we're still very much in the Makkan phase uh, because of our status as a minority. Not the same as other minorities, perhaps, but still. And then also uh, the challenges that we face, you know, on, on a day-to-day -day basis, as opposed to the later challenges. Mm -hmm. So um, when Molina, okay, settled on, on this, this is going to be it, right? Um, tell us then all. The, the yeah, process, how did it, yeah, yeah. How did so, it kick off? So the story of the Quran, mm. the, the, the title, the story of the Quran. I told this to someone and they said, oh, not the stories in the Quran, uh. the story of the Quran. I said, yeah, the story of the Quran. Right. The Quran also has a story. That is what I believed. Um. And um, 
I wanted to present the Quran while it is very difficult to separate the Quran from the Prophet ﷺ. In our scholarly understanding, we have done it. Mm. We have said that which the Prophet ﷺ had said, done, tacitly approved, or which applies to his physical characteristics and so on and so forth is called hadith. Mm. When we comment on his life and how he lived it and, and through a historical lens, we call it the seerah. Mm. But when we refer to the kalam of Allah, we refer to it as the Quran. Mm. We refer to it distinct from the Prophet. Mm. Although it is married to the Prophet, because he was the main conduit, he is the messenger of Allah. Right. It still had a distinct voice. Mm. It spoke separately from him. Right. In fact, at times he didn't know what the Quran was going to say. He waited. Mm. He waited. And then when the Quran spoke, and then he heard also. Mm. And and I think I, 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 that is what I wanted to capture. I wanted to capture that the Quran had its own voice. Mm. Although it came through the medium of the Prophet ﷺ, it had its own voice. And sometimes it spoke to the Prophet, إِنَّكَ لَعَلَى خُلْقٍ عَظِيمٍ You, O Muhammad. You know, it speaks to him, uh, ﷺ. And in, and in many other uh, surah duha, أَلَمْ يَجِدَكَ يَتِيمًا فَآوَى It speaks to the Prophet ﷺ directly. Mm. And when it speaks to him, he is also then in Ahmed. Right. He is also, this, Allah is speaking to me. These verses are my ones. You know, and, and there had to be a, a, a very uh, distinct uh, a feeling mm. that, that was happening at the time when Allah was speaking to him directly. It wasn't as if he was inventing this. He wasn't. Mm. We mm. as Muslims, we believe the Quran kalamullah. Mm. How do you tell that story of how the Quran unfolds mm. in a community? where there are people who are going to go up against it, where there are people who are going to uh, embrace the message of the Prophet ﷺ, uh, and everyone in between. How is the Qur'an going to respond to them? How did the Qur'an respond to them? How did it speak to them? How did it single them out? How did it begin to categorize them? Because they categorized themselves. That it was this tribe and it was that tribe, Abd Manathas and that and the other. Mm. The Qur'an came up with its own way of looking at the community. Mm. And in these Makkan verses then, we see the Qur'an starting to speak, speak to the community in a very, very particular way. And I believe that is the story of the Qur'an. Mm. Once we start to unpack how the Qur'an was addressing these individuals. And at times the Qur'an, you know, the, the, the drama was so intense that at one point, in, and the persecution of the Prophet ﷺ was so intense, that at one point the Qur'an, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala directs his kalam at one individual. Tabbat yada Abi Lahab. Mm. Abi Lahab is singled out. The Qur'an chooses to speak to one individual. But that, that one individual, why does the Qur'an choose that specific one? Mm. You know? I believe that he that the, the, uh, one explanation that I would offer for that is that that people are archetypes, right, right, and and sometimes you just find this ideal archetype, you know, in terms of a denialist, mm. a person who's re prepared a, a rejecter, mm. but a person who's willing to go the full, uh, uh, the full nine yards, right, right, and and he epitomized that, mm. 
and the Quran then singles him out. Right. You know, you, you, we single you out by name and we deal with you, but they are Abu Lahab's in this world. Mm. And like we deal with Abu Lahab, we will deal with all the Abu Lahabs mm. after after this one. And 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 I see and I see a story evolving and and then it became the challenge how do I tell this because you know you imagine when you want to sculpt something mm, mm. then you imagine this beautiful thing you take clay and you say I'm going to sculpt a Ferrari mm-hmm. but when you're done it looks like a child that was playing with dough ah. <laughs> yeah yeah I think that was my story as well I had this amazing <laughs> idea of what I wanted to do and when I started to write initially I, I thought oh no this is not what I was thinking this about. is not it's not coming out like okay. it's supposed to okay. yeah so th- then the work started right. then the work started yeah it would be nice for, for even students who are interested in one day writing a book to come and sit and, and just get to hear what the experience the actual writing experience was like you know that perhaps that wouldn't interest everyone out there but Subhanallah, I would certainly be interested. Yeah, no, it's a journey. After my first manuscript, when I, when I, when I got my first constructive criticism, mm. I didn't visit the, the writing again for four months. Wow. Yeah, I was... I was uh, it's I, very I, off-putting. I needed a four-month break. <laughs> Sabbatical. <laughs> just, just to come to terms with the information that yeah. I received. Um, but it was actually good. That's yeah, right. part of the process, actually. Mm. You need to distance yourself from your work. Mm. And then you need to Don't say that to me, man. I've got too much distance from my work sometimes. <laughs> because when you revisit it, you revisit actually with fresh eyes. And then you see, oh, the, the, the criticism was 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 uh, yeah, it was well founded. Subhanallah. Okay, so just uh, uh, I don't know if this question is gonna make sense, but what would Mona like to achieve with this book? I want the reader to I wanted to transport the reader back into the Makkah period. Mm. But I did not only want to talk to him or her about the historical happenings. Mm. So I had to be very selective in choosing which historical events during the Makkah period, which the Quran addresses, mm. I was I wanted to highlight. The, the other thing was there are themes that comes up in the Makkah period that, that the Quran is addressing. Right. And so I would highlight historical events and at other times I would highlight themes. And with, with the hope that with these two things, with, you, you get the actual happening mm. and then you get the feeling and the motivation and the climate uh, uh, that goes hand in hand with, 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 these, with these happenings. Right. So with that, I, I was hoping that the reader is going to get a sense of, oh, this was Makkah. Mm. Oh, oh. And when the Quran said this, it spoke to that situation. So, so I try not to quote a verse and then give a long explanation of the verse. I tend to do it the other way. I tend to speak about the history, the theme, the happening, the incident, and then insert the verse how the verse spoke to that incident mm. or to that individual. And so, so I'm hoping that if the, the reader is going to see how dynamic the Quran was, that it is actually a conversation piece, mm. that when they then embark on reading the Quran and opening the Quran, then they will realize that it is their conversation piece now. Ajib. That the Quran is actually speaking to their lives mm. and so that they can appreciate that actually because it is timeless. In order for you to understand the Quran in your own context and for the Quran to speak to you, 
I believe that you need to understand the Quran in the context that it was revealed. Mm. Once you have that, then you can say, now I, now, now I will appreciate how it's going to speak to me. So, so if the reader gets that, then, then I would have achieved. But if it was just a good reader and the reader felt motivated to want to visit the Quran, read the Quran and find out about the translation, mm. then mission accomplished as well. Khair, mashallah. You know, I don't know. Perhaps we have some of those who read the book uh, watching and joining us here tonight. Let us know what your experiences were like and uh, let us know what you thought of the book. Uh, perhaps you can share some of your insights and, you know, it will benefit us all. Uh, let's also just take a quick look at some of the comments, Monana, we've got. Um, Ismail Samsudin saying, Alhamdulillah, shukran for Monana's continuous inspiration. Um, Abdul Razak wants, wants me to remind Monana of the time when Molina was speaking about Surah, teaching Surah Ali Imran and then speaking about Molina's mother. Does Molina recall that incident? My, my mother obviously played a big role in my, in, in my life. I didn't have a, a round for as long as I would have liked. Mm. I was about 16 when she, when she passed away, 16, 17. But um, my, my, uh, I don't remember the exact incident of Abdul Razak, but uh, my earliest memories of her with the Quran is when I was very young mm. and um, I would be hungry like we all are in the afternoon mm. and if you're hungry you go to your mother you know because you, you know we can't do anything for ourselves and then she would be making asr I don't know what I would be doing I would not be making <laughs> I was a youngster and then um, then I would wait till she's done and then I would go check again and then she's sitting with the Quran Mm. So I, and then sometimes I would wait right. by the door, and she would be reciting, and she was actually a, a good reciter of the Quran. And 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 I would sit and I would listen. So so this is my this is my living introduction into the Quran. Subhanallah. You know, uh, yeah, and, and 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 I want to encourage mothers who are listening. Mm. You play such an important role in the formative years of your child's life. What wow. they are exposed to in the home, that is possibly who they're going to become. Or it's going, at least it's going to become a very big part of who they are going to become. Mm. I was exposed to the Quran. Um, we weren't a particularly uh, a scholarly family when it came to deen with shuyukh and this. Mm. But my mother recited the Quran. And yeah. she recited it with a passion. And it was a love. And she dedicated her time to it. And her son could wait for his sandwich a little bit longer mm. until she finished her recitation. Mm. So it had to mean something to her. And because you love your mother and something means something to her, then you start to question what is the, this thing that she loves? Mm. You know, or what is this thing that's important to her? And if she starts to, to encourage you and tell you, so when are you going to read the Quran? Mm. You're in the surah now for two years. Mm. When are you going to now get get to read? The, when am I going to listen to you? Then you you, you feel this 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 compassionate pressure, right? You know, of wanting to wanting to uh, uh, basically please your mother. Mm. So you know, to the to the ladies who are out there who are listening, please, you play an important role, wallahi, in in the formative years of the child's development. Read the you don't need to become a scholar, a mufassir, mm. Mm. even a translator of the Quran. But become a, a person who reads the Quran in your home. No. And don't forget to read my book. 
and, <laughs> and, and, and that is going to inspire you even more, inshallah. Absolutely. <laughs> I'm sitting with a copywriter. Oh, before I forget, I, I really need to make sure I get Monana's autograph in this book. Yeah, yeah so it's been, it's been, this has been the story. I didn't know if you write a book that you actually needed to, to yeah, sign yeah. it. You need to yeah. practice your signature also. Yes, I've been practicing my signature, <laughs> Monana. And it can't, it can't, you're in a normal people will get the signature, but you know, students that have been with you for so many years must get a little poet's cafe also in there. Yes, and, and that is why I'm not going to do it while I was speaking because <laughs> I, I, I want to give it, I want to give it proper thought, Barakallah. inshallah ta'ala. And then, okay, just looking again at some of the comments, I actually want to ask Malina about who the book is for, uh, so that people can know exactly, you know, is this a book that I should go out and get? Um, dua for Malina's parents, Allah grant him a high place in Amen. Jannah. Shukran. Um, Malina, I was one of your students, this is from? Mr. J, I don't know who Mr. J is, if that's a pseudonym. He says, I was one of your students during your brief stint at Islamia College. Manana is still at Islamia, well, again at Islamia yeah, College. Yeah, full circle. I was inspired in that short time, alhamdulillah, may Allah preserve and increase both of you. Ameen. Ameen, shukran. And uh, Brother Mudrik Kamali says, um, I should ask Manana about the few years you spent at Habibia Boys College, the late 1980s. I'm a bit worried to ask about those years. <laughs> And uh, subhanAllah, uh, Malana can recall uh, the brother and the time that he's talking about, I suppose. Yes, Islamia, that's why I did, uh, it was Habibia that time. Right. Yeah, yeah, I, I did my high schooling there. So okay. after, after Hifth, Malana uh, Ali Adam, obviously, uh, uh, the giant uh, educationist who pioneered uh, Islamic schools right. in South Africa and, and, and I believe in, in, in many minority Western uh, Muslim countries. Mm. So he was my principal, actually. Mm. I had the good fortune of, 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 of him being my principal. MashaAllah. And um, yeah, it was, the, it was the first year. I, I was there in the very early years of, 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 of Islamia, yeah, of, of Habibia. Okay. It was a good school. Yeah, right, that's, right. that's all I can say. Right. They, they had their challenges that time. No. Alhamdulillah, but I was glad to be part of the project. At no. least it, it provided an environment for me mm. where I could sit in the masjid if, if I didn't want to go to class. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> and I could recite Quran. Whatever gets you there. And, I could, you. and I could justify my, my not being in class. Right, right. Because I'm sitting with the Quran. Yes, so, yes. Uh, read between the lines. Khair, mashallah. Um, okay, Mikhail Matthews is really enjoying the podcast style content. Shukran, appreciate it. Uh, highly relevant and engaging, alhamdulillah. Um, Nam, uh, Brother Ismail Samsudin says, excited to read your book, inshallah. Uh, Shurut Abrams, the book is really good. I'm on page 80 and the reading is going too fast. <laughs> Mashallah. Thank you, Uncle uh, Shurut. Zubaida Parker, this is this is a groundbreaking read. May Allah, uh, may it be blessed. Shukran. Mashallah. Okay, Khair Monana, so who should buy this book? Who is this book for? I mean, it's it, if I look at it and I page through it, it doesn't look like an overly... Uh, convoluted book you know with big words and fancy academic style it it, it, it doesn't look like oh, do I really want to get into this book you know some books you look yes. at it and you're just like I need to I need a Ramadan dedicated for that yes so so when Marana has a target audience in mind who are you writing for who should buy this yeah, book it is an easy read um, the intention was never uh, an, an, an academic uh, uh, for it to be an academic work to to be a theory mm. only, only for students mm. I want it to be an easy read on a Sunday afternoon uh, during Ramadan if you, if you, while you're hungry and you want to still do something good, you pick up the book. Mm. And, um, and I, I, I was also very aware that um, 
I might be writing for a non-Muslim audience. Right. So I try to, to keep that in mind, that if uh, a person who is not Muslim reads the book, that they're actually going to, uh, I'm not going to exclude them. Uh, um, they, they, they are contained in the story of the Quran. Right. Ahlul Kitab, uh, the Christians and Jews are actually part of the story of the Quran, mm, mm. and and so be, because of that, I, I I realize that I actually have to to write, keeping in mind that audience, mm. and then I had to keep in mind our evats, people who had embraced Islam and who are interested in wanting to know the story of the Quran. So I couldn't write it in a way that I was going to exclude all these people, mm. because the Quran is an inclusive book by nature. How can I write a book that makes it exclusive? Mm. And um, so yes. Um, that being said, I do challenge you sometimes. I challenge the reader sometimes um, for something that perhaps for the f- it will be the first time that they come across something. And and that's the learning process. Maybe here and there I'll make you uncomfortable. Right. And uh, But it's good. W- once you get uncomfortable, it means the learning process is happening. Mm. It means it means something has made you uncomfortable. So, so, you, so you're processing and thinking about something. And... Um, so yes, while it's a comfortable read, uh, uh, it does. It, there are some page turners there that makes it uh, a bit exciting, mm. and then there are are some things that I address that actually challenges you. I do add my own my 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 own um, take uh, um, on on certain matters that are happening in our time in the twenty first century. Right. Uh, so I reflect on the Meccan period, obviously largely, but then I do add my own uh, uh, reflections of what is happening in how t- in our time. And how there's actually so many parallels between the Meccan period and and life as we are experiencing it currently. Great, great, mashallah. Very excited to read it, I must say. And uh, okay, Malna, what what's next? Where's, is Malna planning to do any classes on this? Uh, lectures, perhaps? Yeah, I, you know, COVID has wreaked havoc. Yes. Uh, so, so I would have liked to 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 meet audiences mm. uh, before they read the book and after they read the book, right. or while they are reading the book. Mm. Or I would have liked to have readings of the book, mm. uh, possibly. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm exploring the options of doing some of that online. Mm. Um, I'm also exploring the option of if a friend or a friend of a friend uh, invites me mm. uh, to their home or to a venue and they get 10 people, 15 people, so properly socially distanced right. in a nice open-air venue, mm, mm, mm. then I'm wanting to, to pitch up and read. I think it's about me wanting to connect with, with, with the audience. Mm. Um, I didn't. I, I I'm only starting to understand this now. That once you wrote a book, you want to understand. You want to understand how your your audience is digesting the book. Right. You actually want. You want actually want feedback. You want discussion. So hopefully, in future, um, uh, those platforms will 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 come about where I can actually engage the readers um, uh, of the book. Inshallah. Inshallah, I'm just busy adding to the screen because people want to know where can they purchase the book. It's at www. ZachariaFalanda.com Did I get the spelling right there? Yes, it's right. Okay, yeah. so I'm going to add that to the screen so people can know. Um, the book is selling for a ridiculously inexpensive price, uh, <laughs> 159. I don't think that's, I don't think it's fair <laughs> to be selling the book at that price, but uh, I'm sure Monona has reasons for that. Uh, in fact, I believe somebody even commented uh, that it should be, uh, you should be selling it for double the price. <laughs> And I don't think they know Cape Town. <laughs> but, Khair, um The book is also available at uh, Timbuktu. Okay. 
Yeah, yeah. So I was so, going to ask. So, so you can, you can. Uh, I don't know. I don't think they're stock at the moment. Okay. But you can, you can place your order there. If you know me, then, or if you want to inbox me directly, right. Uh, and you prepare to pick it up. It's a very dangerous thing one is doing I, right now. Yeah, no, no, I don't <laughs> mind. I mean, if you're purchasing my book, you know, I, I, I don't mind seeing who, who the who, who my readers are. Yes, it, it will be. It, it's, it's it's a pleasure for me. David, so 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 if people want to inbox me via my Facebook page, hmm. uh, it's Zakaria Philander. I can't accept any more friends. I've reached my maximum many mm-hmm. many moons ago. But you can follow me on 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 my official page, which is Molana Zakaria Philander. Mm. Please follow me. You can you can send me a message there that you would want you 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 can pick up the book um, at a designated place, and then and that would save you the the delivery cost if you do it right. online. Right. Yeah, and I'm glad Molana mentioned the possibility of doing uh, some online readings or whatever the case yes. may be. We should we should explore some of those options. We have the facility here with uh, the Snad Academy, or perhaps uh, we can just assist. In getting that out there, because as I said, I'm really happy that one of my teachers has, uh, you know, has accomplished this. Very excited to see what's coming up next. Um, yeah, next is the Medina period, inshallah. I mean, so, I mean, so I'm, I'm, I'm excited to, 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 to start on that. But I need to just, I, I need to just take this in. Of course. Because, um, you know, you set goals for yourself, mm. and um, you hope that uh, it's in line with what Allah Subhanahu wa Taala decreed for you. Mm. And and in this instance, Alhamdulillah, I set the goal of writing a book, and and it coincides with the, with the decree of Allah that I actually complete it. Right. So I'm very grateful to my Creator. So so before so I'm still in that grateful, mm. very grateful phase, mm. Mm. you know. And um, before I'm going to start embarking on on on, on the second one, mm. which will which will t- tell you the story, because it 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 ends basically on a cliffhanger. And I think even though everyone knows what happens next, I think right. it is written in a way. That you would that Mashallah. you would, that you would want to hear it from the perspective that it had been written. Mashallah. Yeah, inshallah. I don't know if if I'm allowed to ask this, but uh, I think it's something that that might have had a role to play in in relation to the writing of the book. But recently, you've experienced some issues health wise and so on. Um, how I know that must have impacted you tremendously. Uh, if you are comfortable with answering the question, of course, we can just move straight past it. But how did that play a role? How are you now? And um, where, where, where do you see yourself going, you know, through this experience now? You know, I'm very comfortable with it. It was about last year, this time, I think that I did, uh, that, that, that I came on live because it was COVID lockdown. Mm. And, and, and I mentioned in that, uh, I, was, I was talking about the topic, but then I, I mentioned that I'm actually going through a struggle right. myself right. because it was about struggle. And I, I mentioned my my diagnosis uh, with uh, of cancer, and um, and it was a tough period. So 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 lockdown. I, I I you know I was dealing with with coming to terms with this, and um, many things happened health wise, and Alhamdulillah, um, I'm, I'm on the path of recovery. Inshallah, Inshallah, it's a it's a continuous path. It's a continuous battle. all the afia. But but what did it presented me with an opportunity and lockdown even presented me with an opportunity to say, you know what? I've got this, this book outstanding mm. and now I have time. And even though I'm not feeling well, it takes nothing to sometimes just to get to the keyboard mm. and to just start refining my ideas and working on this book. Mm. And um, I utilize the time uh, during COVID um, and, and during my recovery period uh, uh, um, from, from, 
from from the operations and so on and so forth and um it was a blessing and and had it had it had it not happened to me and and had covid not happened i th- i don't know if it would have been done yet i think i would have still been refining because i would have had to find time yeah so you know it's it, it's really a situation of inna ma'al usri yusra verily with the with the difficulty there is ease Mm. And there was ease in 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 avenues that I didn't even expect there to be ease. So the ease came in finishing finishing the book. I was worried that I might not be able to ever finish it. Mm. I must say that was a motivator. Let me start writing here. I don't know how long I have left, mm. and I think that should be the approach of 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 all of us. Really, Absolutely. if you if you have an aspiration, if you have a dream, if there's something that you're working towards that you want to achieve, you don't know how much time you have. Mm. Don't wait for the wake up call. Take it from a man who has, who has he's, he's walked the path, and he's telling you, work on your dream, start right now. After you've listened to this podcast, right, think about what it is that you want to achieve, and think about how you are going to achieve it, and then you'll be sitting here with Manana Irshad, and he'll be interviewing you very soon. Manana Irshad's spine was just tingling at the back now because your words penetrated straight into <laughs> into the heart now. Uh, uh, may Allah accept this endeavor Amen. from you, Monana, and uh, we do hope and pray that you have the best of health going forward, and that you see the fruits of your labor really coming to to fruition. I mean, I mean, inshallah. Um, that may many people benefit from the book. I know they will, and I know that you've poured your heart and soul into it, and I'm sure that that people will benefit, inshallah. Ta'ala. Like I said, we we have some people asking about copies. Um, unfortunately, we don't have a shortcut here tonight, as far as the as far as the copies are concerned. But you can um, either get it directly from Molina or on the website, inshallah ta'ala. I will, I will also try and find, I'll try to be a source for those who are interested in purchasing inshallah, from us, inshallah. Khair um, any closing remarks from your side? Look, this is my first book. I'm sure I'm going to be looking back at, at, at what I've done here and think, oh my word, I could have done better. Mm. But it was important for me to get out of the blocks. Thus far, I want to say I appreciate the, the support of our community. Um, it's been overwhelming in terms of in terms of the words of encouragement, in terms of the words of support, in terms of supporting me in purchasing the book and so on and so forth. And um, it speaks to the love our community has for the Quran. Mm. Once again, I'm a child of this community. I'm not some. I'm I'm, I'm not an outsider. So so when the community does something, and which is in support of me, I feel very humbled mm. because I actually I'm actually one one of them. Mm. So when they come out in support of me, I, I feel very humble. So I, I, I want to say Jazakallah to everyone thus far who had purchased the book. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala reward you. Ameen. And um, continue to support endeavors of deen, inshallah ta'ala. Ameen. And um, let us become a reading community. Let us become a community of readers. Mm. And more importantly, let us become a community of writers. Every individual has a book in them. Everyone has a book in them. Mm. And everyone has a story in to tell. Mm. It's up to the individual to decide is he going to put pen to paper. Right. So uh, at the very least, you know, if you feel uh, at the very least, buy the book. You know, at the very most, if you're inspired, start writing. Mm. <laughs> yeah, that's my message. I think I think we should challenge our community and we should push the boundaries. Absolutely. Yeah, Absolutely. I'm, I'm, t- I'm tired of thinking that we're living just in a mediocre community when I see astounding amazing things being done by this community every day mm. so I'm not going to sit here and make like I'm speaking to some mediocre community we're mm. an amazing community absolutely we have it in us it's strange when we we have a, a, a tradition 
I shouldn't even call it tradition. We have an entire deen in all of its meanings and all of its glory that was initiated with the word Iqra. But here we are talking about how people should become reading people. Subhanallah. How strange is that? Yes. It, it's weird. Like if anything, we, we should have been the, the monotheistic faith with the most avid readers. Yes. But we know, statistically, we know that's not true. Uh, at least in some parts of the world, because you go into bookshops, you ask exclusive books or whatever the case may be. This is not in a, a promotion or anyway, in any, by any means. Um, you ask, why are there so few books on Islam? They'll have a book here, a book there, maybe nothing. Mm. And they actually say that nobody buys those books. Mm. If you want a book, we'll have to audit it for you because they simply just don't buy those books. Mm. So it's, it's strange, but I hope and pray that this will be a contributing factor uh, for that spirit of Iqra to once again be resurrected among us and our people. Inshallah. And we look forward to the readings. We look forward to the audio book. Some of us are waiting for that. Yes, inshallah. And inshallah. We, we look forward to the uh, the class perhaps around it, uh, to the, the 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 enhancement that our Ramadan will, will receive because of it, inshallah. And also to the next one, the, the Medina period. Amin, amin, inshallah. I think, I think the greatest compliment that I can be paid is is uh, if someone is going to read the book and, and, and even get a little benefit from it. Mm. I, I, I think I think that would make it all worthwhile. Alhamdulillah. So, so shukran, Mawlana Irshad. I don't know, are we wrapping up? Yeah, we are wrapping yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. So shukran to you for the opportunity. <laughs> shukran to you for the opportunity. And, th- and shukran to, the, to, to everyone who, who tuned in and, and, and is supporting Isnaid Academy also and, and, yeah. and this platform. Uh, there's big things to come from this platform Inshallah So, so inshallah. let me be the first to congratulate you To say that I that I foresee the success of this platform Inshallah and I, and I succeed the multitudes of people That are going to The thousands and the tens of thousands That are going to be Amen. joining this platform In future Amen. and that are going to be benefiting And I'm glad I could be your very first guest That is in studio with yes, you Yes, Inshallah yeah. and, and, and thank you for being from the, the very first uh, viewers Of the very first guest that is in studio no, no. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. And don't forget to like and subscribe So that you can uh, you know, follow our, our events Our free content as well as our uh, online courses Which is essentially Isnad Academy is about that In case you were wondering It's a platform for online uh, learning Matters pertaining to Islam and other matters as well And uh, our website will be launched Hopefully very soon With your du'as But until next time Again Jazakumullah khairan Allah Ta'ala grant you All the khair and barakah In all your endeavors Wa sallallahu ala sayyidina Muhammad Wa alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh